Welcome to the Cash Considerations Podcast, the post-Super Bowl edition. It is Tuesday, February 9th. This is the wrap-up show, but this is going to be like the launch show for what this show is going to become. And I don't know if you listened to the last show, and if you didn't, I don't know why. You should go back and do it. But tonight, there's no guest. There's no need for a guest. We have... The big three right here. This is the three. This is what we're going with and going forward with. We have myself. I am Dave Sherapin at Sports BK Consig for Sportsbook Consigliere. I got the boys right here. Uh, first, we're going to go to Newbie, Dan Newbert at Newbie Talks. Welcome to the show, sir. How are you this evening? Oh, I'm doing terrific. I mean, anytime we get to get behind the computer, this is this is getting together now. A days is is now we're all hanging out, and that's kind of what we did on the Super Bowl episode. But man, what a fun time! And I was on with you guys multiple other times as a guest. So uh, getting to sit behind the board, recording the audio, getting to be with you guys, this is absolutely terrific. Have so much fun planned, and already we have so much fun in the tank. So what? Uh, love doing it, guys. No one I would rather go into the evening with an early evening for you since I'm right here outside of Philadelphia you're on Las Vegas time and we of course go Las Vegas time because you gotta go Vegas time baby so uh, so I'm always down to go into the wee hours of the night when I'm alongside you two guys my goodness I wasn't ready for that we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work on that bringing the guys into the show now because before my guys didn't talk and now newbie doesn't stop talking He's that's true he talks and the other co-host I mean, really, he's the social media manager, coordinating producer of the show, and the co-host now of the show. Newbie, you got to change your bio and your Twitter handle, put co-host of the show. Gladly. But he is Carl Haskell. We spell his name at Carl Haskell, C-A-R-L-H-A-S-C-A-L-L. A lot of L's, but there's no one taking an L this week. He, he took the big dub this week in – his man, Tom Brady, redemption. Uh, he's told us for eight weeks since he debuted on the show that Tom Brady would win the Super Bowl. Nobody listened. Some of you may have listened. But tonight he's here. I'll bring him on the show. Carl, good evening, sir. How are you? How are you doing, buddy? Great. I'm so excited to be here and doing this again today. We had so much fun last week. And I have a lot more to say, but Newbie chewed up all of our uh, introduction <laughs> time. So we can just get on with the show. Got to roll. <laughs> he went over his allotted total for the intro so we're gonna have to piece that down and change the number but we'll get to all of that um the show is still at gt cash consider we're, we're actually taking ideas if you guys want to tweet at us or send us dms we can you know take we're gonna rebrand the show got a lot of ideas we got to fit it in 15 characters or less that's our first Get a Twitter handle, and we'll go from there. But if you didn't listen to it, we brought on a bunch of people last week, Friday. We talked to people all over the country. Give us a pick. Give us a prop bet. We're going to get to that, review that. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl and the game that was, the game that wasn't, the results, our opinions, things like that. And then – we're actually going to peek at next season already and maybe give a look at what we might look at to take a shot at the next season Super Bowl. I already know what I'm saying, so I'll, I'll save that for last. It's pretty easy. If you ain't paying attention, 
You're missing a hell of a show. Um, and then we'll get out of here. So that's it. Like a national pizza day. Um, you know, we may tie that up at the end with, you know, cause newbie's a pizza guy. Um, Carl, you know, everybody likes pizza. I'm, I'm a day away from a, uh, a colonoscopy. I can't eat pizza, but after that colonoscopy tomorrow, I'm going to get me some pizza with pepperoni <laughs> and green peppers on it. I can't wait. Without further ado, let's get to some Super Bowl reaction. I'm going to start with you, Carl, because if we go to newbie first, you ain't going to have, I a have any time. That's it. You ain't going to have enough time. So, <laughs> and plus your guy won. I mean, like you told everybody Tampa was the play. You told everybody that Brady's the GOAT. You've been watching the guy forever. First and foremost, you were with Jaworski, your man, Dave, watching the game. Tell yep. us where you watched the game and what your impressions were as you were watching this thing play out pretty much like you told everybody for eight weeks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, kind of last minute, decided to head out and watch the game instead of watching it uh, down here in the theater in the basement and uh, headed out to the Hen House in uh, Newton, New Hampshire. It's, uh, <laughs> They have the most amazing wings. Shout out to the Hen House. They did a great job there. Um, expected it to be jam-packed. Walked in, and there were about 25 people, and they probably maxed out at that because we got eight inches of snow during the game. So um, that's the way it works. But I was there with my buddy Dave, who I've known since high school, and we're watching the game, and uh, this guy sitting kind of perpendicular to us looks over at my friend Dave and says, uh, hey, you know you look like Ron Jaworski? Anyone ever tell you that? And I start laughing, of course, because I've known this guy forever. He hasn't looked like Ron Jaworski forever, but it's probably the tenth time I've heard somebody say that to him. Now he's about five foot six, weighs about two hundred and forty pounds, and he's not getting away from any pass rush anytime soon. <laughs> he's not throwing the ball downfield anytime soon. But uh, you know, it's just a part of the entertainment of uh, watching the game. So it was good hanging out with a very good friend of mine watching the game, and we got to see probably one of my favorite athletes um, win, uh, you know, another ring. It was pretty cool. Now, will he listen to the show? Uh, he will now if I tell him that he was, <laughs> we talked about him. <laughs> he lives in Massachusetts, so he can't uh, legally wager in Massachusetts yet. So uh, not a lot of uh, reason to listen for him yet. So he, he, he fought through the snow to come up and watch the game with you? He did. Well, it's kind of halfway. Okay. It's kind okay. of halfway, so it wasn't that bad, yeah. It's funny. At one point, I looked over at him, and uh, I said, I can't imagine ever being happier for a guy who doesn't play for a Boston team anymore. Mm. And I've known him a long time. He looks at me, and he says, Ray Bork? <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, you got me there. Uh -huh. got me there. I was pretty happy about that one, too. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of what it was like watching, uh, you know, the, the one that got away uh, get another win. It was pretty cool. Right. Newbie, so like you, you had some stuff planned. You 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 had stuff on the menu. You you had a lot of snow there. I mean, tell us a little bit about what your Super Bowl experience was like. Well, I am not nearly as big as a Patriots or a Tom Brady fan as our friend Haskell there. I'm quite the opposite. I, I look for no reason to root for Tom Brady as a, a lifelong Birds fan, uh, but uh, hard to disagree with the amazing effort that he put out there. But as far as things went uh, on my side of things, yeah, we were buried under snow here outside of Philly at Reading, PA, and uh, 
I had to shovel that all out and then rewarded myself. I love throwing down in the kitchen, guys. Like, I, I love every year we have a big Super Bowl party, like 70 or more people coming to our Whoa. house. Oh, and we have every it's big potluck. And this year, none of that. I was just watching with the family. The girlfriend came over. So it was uh, it was a fun time. It was definitely a lot lower key, but food is always the reason. If my team isn't in it, I'm going to drink a lot of beer and I'm going to eat a lot of food. And even if my team's <laughs> in it, I'm going to do those things still. Uh, but uh, yeah, made up some Big Mac potato skins. Incredible, guys. Uh, made wow. up some wings, homemade sauces, all that good stuff, some ham and cheese sliders. I ate about three weeks' worth of calories in uh, in the few hours that the game was going on. Well worth it. And uh, the waistline does not thank me. But uh, it was, I actually thought so far for the game. At the end of it, you know, whatever it was, it was, it was what it was. But uh, when you're just hanging out with your family, actually getting to hear the commercials and see what's going on, as opposed to entertaining 70 people, it was a different viewing experience for me. Though next year, I think that viewing experience is going to be alongside the consig in Vegas for me and Haskell. Boy, I hope so. I mean, that you know that that's kind of the way I grew up, though. You know, with the Super Bowl. Um, you know, our house was kind of the gathering house. It started, you know, when we were kids, and then it kind of became you know we did it big and the last real big one we had was um the super bowl shuffle when everyone in the place was rooting for the bears except me in my craig james red wow. patriot jersey 32 wow. 32 number jersey? 32 i wow. wore the patriots jersey and everyone told me what a jag off i was all night long and i was like man I wanted to like the Patriots. I thought Steve Grogan was so cool back in the day. John Hanna was a beast, and the emblem was cool to draw. I used to draw the guy holding the, the ball all the time. So it's weird that we're co-hosting a show now, Haskell, and Tom Brady tormented my Steelers all this time. <laughs> but Sunday, I go down to see Sammy P. He's in town from Chicago, from Boston, I mean, via Chicago. and um, we plan to meet up. I turn the corner. Kelly in Vegas is there. Kelly Stewart. Come on in. Come here. Let's go. She's got the clubhouse at the Westgate all lined up. Comp taking care from our guy, John Murray. I had no idea it was going to end like that or it was going to start like that. But we saw all the friends. We saw Matt Humans stopped in, hung out. Some friend of the show. That's the first time I've seen Mo. Since I saw you, Carl, so it was fun to see, you know, Matoy was there. We had a blast watching the game, except for, you know, some people had, you know, KC minus three. Wasn't fun. Over, no good. KC 2H, real bad because you thought they're going to come back, and that's just – that made it worse. But it was fun for me because it was the first time in 17 years I wasn't working. So I was hanging out and kind of just watching and waiting for that – Shortest touchdown under, got that one, three consecutive scores, got it early. Like, I was good. I was like, this is great. This Super Bowl thing is fun. The commercials are a letdown. I just don't – they're not what they used to be. I want the Bud Bowl again and, and, and all that stuff. It was so good and iconic. And now it's just gimmicky. But Super Bowl experience is fun. And then I came home and went back out and did this uh, show on v at, at the Circa. So that was fun, and then ended up at a place called Oasis to tie up the night with, like, 
some professional betters. Our guy, Zach White, was there. We talked, and, and we, you know, I asked him jokingly, do you need help going around collecting all those futures that you had on Tampa Bay? Is the bag big enough, and do you need help carrying it? Because he had a tremendous Super Bowl, I can tell you that. So that's what the pros did, and it, it was a lot of fun. We got to get to this. I mean, you know, forget about where we watched the game. Like just the game itself. Like, I I talked about it. We talked about it off the air, on the air, on the show last week. I said I was going to bet KC in game. That was going to be my side play. If because uh, I didn't like the three, I, I wanted to like Tampa. Couldn't let Haskell know. I really, you know, <laughs> thought Tampa was probably going to win. I I just couldn't do it. So we'll bet KC. I was waiting after the first quarter. All right, maybe it's time. They get down second quarter. It's 14-6, and I'm thinking, all right, just hold them here. Go to halftime, get the ball. We'll bet them to start the third quarter. The interference on Evans was bullshit. That, that didn't feel like that was an interference call. Evans looked like he got shot. He tripped over the 20-yard line and, and, and did the flop. He got the call. Then the penalty in the end zone, that ball was not catchable. No one could have caught that. Shaquille O'Neal would have not caught that ball. Flag on a play. Touchdown Antonio Brown. 21-6. to I said it right there. Game over. Unless the Chiefs came out and scored quick, I said they're done. That's it. So that was it for me. I didn't even look. I didn't make one play. I did not make one play in game because I was looking at KC. So, I, I mean, Carl – you're watching a game. You're holding the Tampa plus three ticket. You know you you you've been talking about it. Money line, everything. Yep. You're with your boy Dave Jaws, and you go. At what point do you go? All right, I think this one's over. I think we just got to worry about getting Brady the MVP trophy at the end. Yeah, I think honestly, when they got the second touchdown to Gronk, I said, mm-hmm. "Hold on a second here." That Gronk was scored the first two, right? Yep. For, had the first two touchdowns. Yep. I said, Jesus, if these two guys are clicking, I'm thinking Gronk can go for uh, – he could have a Kelsey night. I, he could have the night that I expected Kelsey to have, which was right. going to be 12 catches, 150 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, but when I saw Gronk with the second touchdown, I think it was 14-3 to three, if I remember right at the time. Yep. Um, I thought they could be on their way to, to win this game. I thought they were putting a little bit of pressure on Mahomes – um, and that they were going to have trouble scoring a lot of points the way that the night was shaping up at that point. I, re- I didn't think it was over then, but that's when it really uh, – I, I know I've been saying a long time, don't bet against Brady and all that, but that at that point it really became reality that, holy shit, they might pull this off. So Papap stopped over before the game, and I asked him his pick. Yes. I forgot to tweet it because I went down to see Sammy, but – he goes, I said, what do you think? He goes, you got to be the GOAT to beat the GOAT. He said, he ain't ready. He said, Brady's going to win. I'm telling you right now. I was like, wow, that easy. Huh? He goes, I'm not betting against Tom Brady. I don't know why you guys don't make him the favorite. They're at home, and it's Tom Brady. They should be minus three, not the other way. Again, pap, pap you were right. I got to get him on the show at some point. He's, he's, he's a big hand, but like, newbie. He, have you ever seen Mahomes get hit like that and, and have to run for his life? Like what you're watching a game, you got all this nice food, you know, these these uh, potatoes can sound amazing. Oh, they were. <laughs> but what are you thinking at this point? Is your stuff in your face? 
Wait, I, I mean, first things first, we need some merchandise that just says hashtag Pap Pap Knows. Because that, that guy, I mean, he's he's the sharpest of the sharps and he doesn't even bet. If he, if he did, there's not a bag that could hold the winnings for Pap Pap. No. Uh, but he's the uh, anti-bartender. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's he's the opposite of the bartender from, yeah. from the chicken dinner pod. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, man. As I was watching that game, and it was something that I really worried heading into that game, because talking to my buddies, talking to friends, I just had this nagging feeling that uh, the fact that uh, the Chiefs and Andy Reid coached teams for the whole time that I watched them in Philadelphia, they either play one of two halves, and that's just that's Andy Reid's identity. And I said that on the uh, on the podcast before that there's this narrative out there that Andy Reid saves the good stuff. He doesn't save the good stuff. He is just not a very good in-game adjuster. He's great at, at the pre-flop, but once that flop happens, if he's not ready for it. It's just that that's his Achilles heel in his career. But when you had Mahomes, when you have the skill that Mahomes had, he's able to get away with that. Not able to get away, maybe when you're missing your left tackle, but when you're missing your right tackle too, Mahomes, I think you guys probably saw this stat. What was it, like 498 yards scrambling? Got that written down. Behind the line of scrimmage? I I mean, and that's the thing is when people want to make this a Brady versus Mahomes thing, you could argue that athletic-wise, Mahomes was on par with Brady, maybe even outplayed Brady, but his wide receivers are dropping the ball. His wide receivers are making no plays for him. He has to scramble for his entire life. That one play that he made where he's falling, he's like parallel to the ground and flicks a ball up, hits his wide receiver in the hand. Um, you know, he he is so talented, but you can only do so much. There's only so much lipstick that can go on the pig, and they slept walk through the whole entire season, and then they woke up resoundingly with Tom Brady putting a seventh ring on his finger. Amazing performance by him. Don't want to take anything away from the Buccaneers, but the the Chiefs, they didn't get off that plane. And, and I hate to put it as part of it, and this is the last thing I have specifically on the game this team looked like their mind was elsewhere. And I think we all know why their mind was elsewhere with the situation that happened with Andy Reid's son. And we try and talk about sports and take the human element out of it. You have to put that stuff out of your mind. You're in the NFL. You're in the Super Bowl. If something like that happened to you and your kid, your job performance is going to be affected. And that's what you saw from the Chiefs. This was a team that just wasn't on the same mental level as the Buccaneers were, and it played itself out all game long. So I think the big story of the game for me was just the fact that um, the Buccaneers looked like the best team in football. And uh, you could argue with how much they got better as the year went on. By the end of the year, they were the best team in football. And the better team did end up winning on Sunday night. And it's hard for me to say, but... Tom Brady, man, incredible, just incredible. <laughs> no, no question. Um, that I mean, that sums it up. That the Chiefs had opportunities. No one made a play. Somebody needed to make that catch, whatever it was. Whether it was Hill when he got hit in the, in the face pass, whether it was the uh, Hartman or somebody made that play when he threw that parallel ball, and they did not make the play. Somebody had to do it, and. They couldn't make – they didn't make the play. And he didn't adjust. Like, you had to run the ball at some point. Like, just go run it and then go from there. And they got down too much and he went pass, pass, pass. And, you know, the plays in the flat weren't working. There was nothing on the outside. 
Kelsey was getting balls and getting hit repeatedly. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It was uh, it was very interesting. The prop market. <laughs> you want to talk about the props? Oh, yes. <laughs> if you bet anything Kansas City positive happening, you didn't cash except for Kelsey's yards. So that one, you know, that got there. He had over 100 yards. Um, I think uh, one of the running backs had over the yardage too. I can't remember. Uh, Edward Tillera had 64. He, Edward that's Tillera, maybe over. What was Fournette's number? I know he was really the lead back for the Buccaneers who really didn't have to oh, run the ball no, much they, either. No, the Buccaneers, all, all the Buccaneers. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Them. But yeah, the Chiefs yeah. was brutal, man. The Chiefs was brutal. So, like, you know, we'll go through uh, some of the props that, you know, some of our guests had. I know I, the ones that I liked were the ones that they always bet and they always like, and it doesn't matter who's playing. That under one and a half uh, touchdown, I thought when the Bucks got stopped on fourth down, I'm like, oh, shit, this is the chance. Now we're not going to get it. And then we get a pass interference in the end zone, the one-yard passing play. wasn't even a one-yard rush, but that one got there. And then the three consecutive scores, again, that one worked. That was that was fine. Um the touchdown scored, you know, obviously that was a big payout for Gronk. Um, first touchdown. The yes on, you know, Fournette. The yes on uh, Antonio Brown. That all cashed. The, the thing that was so surprising to me, I don't even know if you could bet it. I think you could. The Chiefs to not score a touchdown. Dear God, that price was high. Right. And who in the hell would bet the yes? Like, nobody would oh, bet the yes. Like, so that one had to be a more, I think it was like 50. I think it was, 60 yeah. yeah, it was 60, I think. Yeah. So that was the monster. But like, I don't know what anything stick out to you, Carl, as far as the prop bets, um, whether they were from, you know, people we got on the show or anything you had specifically. Yeah. I think, first of all, the big one that um, I don't think we'll be able to bet on again after this year, and I'm not talking about the anthem. Um, I think the opening kick, no touchback, is that bet's oh. going to be gone or it's going to be a huge minus number. Uh, so thanks, Pat McAfee, for giving us that one uh, yeah. and for Tone coming on the show and giving us the whole breakdown because, um, you know, if you're kicking, that, you're kicking that cinder block into the end zone or trying to, somebody's going to run it out. If you don't kick it out of yeah. the end zone, that guy's coming, yeah. coming out with it. That was, there was a huge roar in the book, actually. Yep. When that guy ran out, that was actually pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, and I think um, you know that it sets. Plus, it's, forget about the ball; it's a tone setter too. I think it was was it Desmond Howard that did it against the Patriots. He ran the opening kickback for a touchdown. If it was that, was that right against the uh, Packers? I think that I think sounds it was right. Desmond, I, think it was. I think it was Desmond Howard. Yeah, so yeah. something like that. If you. Uh, you know, the Patriots, they're in their second Super Bowl ever. They got their asses kicked by the Bears 10 years before or whatever. Now they're going to play the Packers, and Desmond Howard runs the kickback for a touchdown. And seven seconds into the game, you're already down by a touchdown. You haven't even seen the ball. That's a huge momentum. I'm surprised that they don't run it out all the time anyway. But that's neither here nor there. So, you know, the opening kick was big. Um, I had... Uh, a tight end to score two touchdowns. Uh, unfortunately, I had Kelsey to score the two touchdowns and not Gronk to score the two touchdowns. Um, so, you know, I kind of lost it on that. Other than that, um, you know, a couple of my big ones I was looking for, I thought JPP, the way he played against um, against Green Bay, I expected him to be in the backfield a little bit more. I didn't see him in the backfield very often as much as Mahomes was running around. 
Um, so I was a little bit let down there, but um, what else? Yeah, I really wanted the doink too. I, I wanted yeah. the doink just to be able to say that I hit the doink, but uh, right. that didn't happen either. <laughs> yeah, doink this, Carl. Um, you know, that's <laughs> when everyone wanted the doink. I mean, they hit those bomb field goals. Yeah. Like, seriously, there was, uh, you know, over field goals got there. You know, there was no misses. There was not a missed field goal. A lot of people bet the miss, but I don't know, noobs. What do you think about the props? Like, how did it turn out for you? Uh, honestly, luckily, I had a future on the Bucks from our friend Haskell's suggestion, so that was all good. The side was good on the Buccaneers as well. Uh, best bet I gave out here was good over one and a half interceptions. I thought we would get there a little bit differently. I thought maybe a one and one. Uh, I didn't realize that it was going to be Pat Mahomes throwing two interceptions there. Outside of that. I had a lot of KC yardage stuff that I was looking at. I had a lot of those types that you just took a bath. If as you guys were kind of mentioning there, if you were on anything KC, uh, you were you were in the shitter from from really the get go. Uh, luckily for me, the one speaking prop- of which, I might have to go at any point. <laughs> and, and you never know. And uh, no, the the good thing though was um, I, I was on one over prop for the Kansas City Chiefs that actually hit, and that was Butker over one and a half field goals. So I at, le- okay. at least that ended up coming through for me other than that I was taking a bath on the prop still ended up profitable because the side and everything like that and uh, some other plays but another play that I loved that was give that that was given out uh, throughout our 21 guests that we had on our Super Bowl show and I was all over it was going to be my best bet until it was given out uh, and, and it was under 11 and a half penalties you thought that Carl Sheffer's crew loves keeping the flags in their pockets and who wants it to be flags in the Super Bowl? Dude, I think it was I think we were looking at I think it was 9 already after the first half and I was just like, "Well, that one's done and that was one of my bigger props and, and usually in the Super Bowl that one is is a no-brainer. Some of the other it's no-brainers true. that didn't come in second half to outscore the first. That's the oh. sharp dream right there. And I tried to attack it a little bit different of a way. I figured, hey, both of these totals are 27 and a half for both halves. Why not go over 27? And I had second half outscoring. Um, it was just, it, it, props were brutal. And I think that was really across the board, unless you were looking at the Buccaneers side of things. So um, for everybody who bets the Super Bowl, you know your prop portfolio is some of the biggest bets you make in the year, some of the funnest bets you'll make in the year. Um, it, was, it was a rough one for props, and especially when you were looking for the high-flying offense from the Kansas City Chiefs that never showed up. I'd like to know if anybody in America ended up placing on Kansas City not to score a touchdown because that was like probably the biggest sucker bet that was out there. It's some crazy plus money like you were saying. Yeah, it's so funny because um, even the squares, like at Circa, they do squares. You could go pick your numbers. So you want the 0-0. You don't have to get it in a random draw. You go and you buy it. And the odds are fixed in each square. Who in the hell buys the nine? Nobody buys the nine. When you do a block pool or a square pool, when you get the nine, you throw it away. You're like, damn it, I guess I'll try it again next year because you ain't getting a nine. You not only got the end of the third quarter, you got the final. It's impossible. And it was 100 to 1 or 150 to 1, I believe, down at Circa. One of the boys told me a great story, and we'll get to the guests that we had on, but Benson told me a story. Jeffrey Benson, the, the operations manager yep. there, and Linda and Cody. Yep. 
they told me the story. Somebody comes up to the counter and says, I want all the squares. Well, what do you mean? For for the first quarter? He goes, no, for all the quarters. So the guy bought 100, 100, 100, 100. So there's 100 squares for each quarter. That's 400 tickets. And it's a five-key stroke, actually six, because you go 6601 money line print in a row. The, the kid set a record. He, he, it took him, he had to finish his shift and go home when he was done with this guy. That's a lot of tickets. I mean, like it was busy and there were lines, but they, they were really good about it. That's a record. I never heard of any transaction where a guy, guy got 400 tickets. So, Crazy. I mean, that was, that was the story that Jeff told on, on the, on the podcast. Um, we'll just open it up right now. Like, Let's try to talk about th- that show is so much fun to do. Uh, and incredible. if you haven't listened to it, just go back and listen to it. We, we dreamt it up. Newbie says, we can do it. Carl says, let's do it. I start reaching out to all of you, you know, who were on it and said, will you do this? Yes, yes, yes. We'll start lining up people. And we get literally 21 people back to back to back to back to back. And, News, I, I, I want to ask you, do you have the, the whole call recorded still, the stuff we talked about in between? I think it's definitely here somewhere on my computer because that's like a director's cut. It was five and a half hours of us three just, and in between, you know, we got to chat with the guests beforehand. So I don't know if I have a hard drive big enough to house that whole file, but I'll have to, uh, I'll have to try and dig that thing up. All right, Aquaman, you've got to get on that because <laughs> we are, we are going to, Put that out, I think, in the summer when we got nothing to talk about. We just want to throw an episode out because there was a lot of banter. You want to talk about, like, getting in the mud with your boys and being in the trenches? That that show got us all on the same page, let alone people were texting me after. I want to follow you. I want to follow you. I got, I got to follow all these guys. So thank you again to everybody who participated. But like everything else, I mean, like the game, you got to pick winners, you got to pick losers. So, I mean, I'll open it up to you first, Noob, because you listened to it all, you edited it all, you put it all together. I mean, give me a, a maybe a top five of what you're thinking as far as guessing. It doesn't have to be a winning prop because, I mean, there was a couple guys that, or girls that came on. I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, I didn't even. I don't. I until Carl put together the list and said what they bet or what their prop was. I forgot what it was. I just know by the time it was done, I was laughing and had to go to the bathroom, unlike what I might have to do now because I got to go for the colonoscopy. <laughs> what, I, what, what, what hit you? Honestly, it's hard to pick because every single – it was so unique because everybody came at it from a diff- different angle. And I think throughout the, you know, the five-plus hours we were recording, as far as the props – I don't know if we had any repeat. Maybe we had one or two repeats, something one. like that. Okay, so one. One, one, yeah. yeah, one repeat on the process. So it was so unique. It just showed you what the Super Bowl has to offer. Um, I, I mean, so many of the guests were terrific. I, I guess I got to start with our boy, Chris Mack. 
at the Chris Mack who came on and gave the the most beautiful story of Tom Brady winning and coming back and then oh nope it ends with an interception sure he was 0-2 on his picks but you don't need to send winners when you're dropping shit like that 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 oh. that was we were all dying man and and Carl was dying for other reasons I think he was he was actually going to like die inside because he he really truly thought that uh, that it was going to be going a different way so he stood out to me um I think too uh the the uh the co-host who works uh, alongside sports grid with uh, Jared Jared was great too Ariel Epstein so professional or in, in her presentation like you talk to people all the time Dave and, and you know um the people who get it the people who don't get it she gets it man and I think Carl says in the recording he's like if you could buy stock in sports announcers that's a girl I'm buying stock yeah. in and taking that to the bank she was uh, she was terrific, so knowledgeable. Again, things didn't quite end up going her way on the picks, just one and one. But um, but her her definite presentation stood out to me. Uh, Brooklyn Joe dropping oh. the the oh. the strangest probably. How long is the brave gonna be on the anthem over six? And he fucking nailed it, guys. So, <laughs> honestly, it's hard for me to pick who was my favorites. I, I, everybody was terrific. Captain Jack, his laid-back uh, demeanor, also perfect on his picks. So, yep. um, it, it's hard for me to whittle it down. All the folks who gave their time, gave their Friday night to be a part of that episode um, was just so terrific. So, so those were some that definitely stood out to me. Carl, so, I mean, like, as we were booking it, you kept texting me, yes, yes, put him here. Get another one. All right, wait, I'm going to add somebody. Wait, I got to I gotta find a spot for this guy, Brooklyn Joe. He doesn't have social media. He, he still has a flip phone. He's just going to call us, okay? Yes, keep it coming. You were ready, you were ready to go until 2 in the morning. You should keep him coming. So, you know, where did you go as far as, like, even ranking or coming up? What, what stood out to you? Yeah, so, you know, first of all, just what you were just saying, we had uh, your brother Doug was on at 11.15 our time Easter. out yeah. here on the East Coast, right? So we, we wrapped with him about 11.30, then we did our out, and, you know, we were we finished up around quarter of 12. I would have done that until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Easy. It just, they just kept, it was a revolving door. Everybody kept coming in every five or ten minutes. It was It was so much fun, and I've been thinking about how can we do that again when it's not the Super Bowl? because we've, we've got to do that a few times a year. It was just amazing. As far as, the, you know, the people we had on, I mean, Newbie just talked about Captain Jack. I mean, we didn't keep the video for this, but to just see how relaxed he was, just yeah. Friday night, two days before the Super Bowl, it was like there's a lot of people that are sweating their bets, and this guy's like, eh, I think I'm all set. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's true. You know, did he just look like that? Now, he might have been – tearing up on the inside but he just looked like it's not a big deal it's just the super bowl it's not going to be a big deal so did haskell just do the first ever captain jack impersonation on the show <laughs> is that what that was right I know what, breaking so breaking new ground breaking history <laughs> absolutely um it's funny but um you know some of the others that i thought were great brooklyn joe just remind i could see him he's i gotta assume he's a yankees fan i see him with the with the starter jacket with the giant ny on it with the probably the thick coke bottle glasses and the and the 35 year old yankees hat on how do you know oh, how you do you know you brooklyn joe he knows you <laughs> you can just tell and then uh you know honestly a couple of the um 
you know, some of these people are doing this kind of for a living, right? But then you trotted in a couple of people that you know from the books. You had Linda there, you had Dickie on, and they were on back-to-back, and you can tell that they were just excited to be part of that. Uh, I pictured my Wi-Fi cut out twice during the during the show. Once was during Linda's um, call, and mm-hmm. I could just picture her, like, locked in a closet, crouched down behind a file cabinet <laughs> so she doesn't get in trouble in the book, calling in to do her thing. So that was pretty entertaining. And um, I guess, you know, Nubi already talked about Ariel. I mean, she she's just a rock star and everything she's doing. And thankfully, uh, I piggybacked on her Devin White prop. So that was nice. Yep. And then uh, last I go with Matty P. I mean, he was uh, the last guy to come on before before your brother did. Yep. And what did he say? He said, I want the Bucks plus three and a half. I want the under. I want under ten and a half in the first quarter. And I want Mahomes to throw a pick. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. Nailed all four, and he's out. That was, genius, uh, it was genius, cool. genius. Exactly. It was perfection. Uh, yeah, it was so much fun. And, and I I know I was I was giddy, tired, like, you know, like it reminded me of like being a little kid and having a sleepover. And yes. we just were we were we were up and we were talking and we were up and we were talking, and then you're just laughing, and by the end got off and, and Jessica was like, how was it? I'm like, how was it? It was fantastic. And we're sitting here like, and you're like, I'll turn it around pretty quick. And I was like, I am not wait. I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting on the edge of my seat for, for nobody to say <laughs> we're live. We're ready to go. You know, we can post it. So, and you did such a good job with that. You turned it around really awesome. fast. And you know, it was just, it was, it was, I've never done anything like that. So that was a great way to start kind of like the rebirth or the rebranding of the show and bring everybody in. Um, I mean, just running down the list, you know, Behrman starts us off. Minty comes in and, and gives us the, the, the stuff like a pro. I mean, we got Purdom coming in and talking about the coin flip. It was just – that was ridiculous. And he, he, he joked about um, – Hedging his bet, and then he's like, "It's twenty dollar bet." Yeah. It, it just, it just, it killed us, and we were dying laughing. Um, Chernoff called us from parts unknown in some godforsaken place up in Canada, and all he did was tell us all the Chiefs unders for the running backs, all the Bucks overs for the tight ends, and all he did was win every bet. Um, you know, Benson tells a story. Everson is all over the place with with, with bets and props and bags of swags from covers. Amazing. <laughs> Captain Jack just sitting back saying Bucks and Bucks first quarter easy, um, you know Jared and Ariel tag team like you know those two are like he said married but you know Ariel <laughs> came out swinging with that Devin uh, who was it Devin, Devin White. White Devin yeah, White Devin White over really good then we get Mac Mac the at Christmas he killed us he, he was all wound up he's a morning host guy he comes on a little bit late for him. He was uh he let it go. I mean that was really good. Just go back and find that one. B Howe comes in. He's all analytical. He gives me all the stuff. He's excited. Um, Fox Fox from ESPN is all you know buttoned up. He gives us his stuff. Um, Burke Adam Burke. He tells us he wants to buy a Cleveland Browns ticket for to win the next Super Bowl. We'll Hilarious stuff. We'll book them. So, <laughs> right. I was like, hey, you can write your own price. I don't even want to give you a price. Whatever it is, it's yours. So he comes in, and then we get Linda and Dickie. They do their thing, just kill it. Um, then Cody. How about Cody coming in with all his Boston Red Sox stuff? Right. How did calls. I forget Cody? 
How could you forget Cody? Sorry, That's why Cody. He was great. I got you. You can't forget Cody. He killed no. it. You know, uh, that was good. He he said Tampa. Why? It's Brady. That's why. Done. That's all he said. Um, yeah, easy. Yeah. And then then we get to, you know, the late night. Like, now this is the, the back end. Sammy P comes on and gives us the bartender pick, the exclusive release of the bartender who's 11 and 21 going into it, and he says he likes the over. <laughs> Unload on the under right there. If you weren't listening and didn't do it, you missed it. It didn't matter because you didn't get the best number, but you still won. Um, Maddie Gothard. Oh, no, we squeezed Brooklyn Joe in between there. Brooklyn Joe comes in and he gives you – I know he's talking like this on his flip phone. <laughs> he can't see me, but I'm holding it up to my ear. He's got the big glasses. I don't know how you knew that, Carl. I wrote tickets next to him. He had more voids than any writer that I ever worked with. He used to go like this, Davey, what does this say? Like, he would get these guys wrong tickets all the time. I thought he was doing it on purpose, but the motherfucker was blind as shit. He was like Benny from the movie Harlem Nights. Snake Eyes, Wilson, he couldn't see shit. But, man, he got this one right. He was seeing it really good. Um, Matty Gothard from Yahoo Sports jumped in. His Wi-Fi sucked. <laughs> and I buried him after that, but that's okay. That's all right. He he got the picks in, and P. Raw comes in and just nails, like you said, a four bagger, four teamer, oh, easy. Yep. And then my brother Doug, who stayed up late, he, he had his chemo treatment early. That was a special moment for both of us. He was nervous as shit, and by the end, Haskell had him on giving me shit like any, everyone else does, <laughs> which was awesome. And he's like, "Oh, I love those guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet. I'm like, oh, hold on, you ain't got a spot yet on the show. We got to keep your shit for the back end when you <laughs> ring the bell. That's your time. Until then, just play along on Twitter, and it's all good. So, I mean, that's the list. Yeah, it was just great. Go back and listen to it. And we're just talking about it now was so much fun. So, we'll come up with something." And the behind-the-scenes stuff, too, that, that didn't make it to air, that's still on the cutting room floor. We got people calling in with sleeping babies in the back seat. We got people calling in on flip phones. We got people getting off a plane and calling. Yeah. We got people, people saying, there's no video on this, right, because I'm not wearing any makeup. Oh, you're right. You know, people up until 11 o'clock, 11.30 on the East Coast calling in. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we got some I, we got some stuff. It, it's under the hat. It's under the hat. But we got we got some plans, and I think it was successful. We got a ton of feedback. Thank you, guys. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. If you don't follow the show, go follow the show on iTunes, Spotify, all these things, so it just shows up on your phone. Um, that's the way people listen to it most. But, I mean, it, it, eventually, all the past episodes up until that one are available on YouTube, on the Gaming Today channel. I think they're going to stay there. But we're going to swing it so eventually we get back to the video. But right now it's audio only, and you don't want to miss it. We'll tweet it out. Follow the show on Twitter at GT Cash Consider until we change it. Follow all of us at Newbie Talks, at Carl Haskell, at Sports BK and Sig. So, you know, that this is the three. This is it. This is what we're going to do going forward. A lot of interaction on Twitter. You guys are available during the day. I'm available during the day. Yep. We shoot each other tweets. Get involved because it's funny. And it's 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 access right to us, direct to us. We ain't got no assistance. We ain't got no people. You just if you're tweeting us, you're getting us, and it's funny. So do that. That's I mean that's the show. But before we get out of here, 
we got to talk about we got we got to talk about next season. We, it never we, we ends, baby. It never, it never ends. ends. Like it's now officially hockey season. It is officially NBA season. Play the song. That's what I I'm mean, saying, it's, it's, baby. It's, it's, we 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 got stuff to talk about. But before we get out of here, we got to mention next football season. I know what Carl's going to pick. I'm going to save him. <laughs> yeah, just, just say it for, for him. And we all yeah. we all know. No, 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 no. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. We don't. I'm going to let you go right. first, Newbie. Right. There's a listen. There's going to be a lot of QB movement. There's people that were betting the Jets to win the Super Bowl in the book before they went back to wherever they're from. They bet every team. Literally, you take a bet on the Super Bowl for the next season this weekend on every team. So you get nice prices. You get a lot of toilet paper. It's all in between. Newbie, I'll go to you first. When you're I, looking at next season, give me some thoughts. AFC, NFC, you don't have to pick the champion, but who's going to play for it? We'll go that route. I, I think um, you have to think the Chiefs are going to be back. Think about the bad taste that's in their mouth that they're going to be thinking about all offseason here. Um, so, you know, they, 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 they were the proverbial pick, if you listen to the pod last week, of them going back-to-back. So I think they're still going to be in the conversation. Um, I, I know I, I already hear Carl, um, you know, just – Patriots, if they bring everybody back, if they get a quarterback, that's all it's going to take. I, I think, I hate to say it, Dave, I think the Steelers' days, they, they have to rebuild a little bit. They got to get a quarterback. They have to work some things out. So I think they're going to be falling on the back burner. On the NFC side of things, I hate to say, probably Tom Brady in the conversation. They looked so good, man. I mean, if they continue where they left from, I don't think it was lightning in a bottle just because of how much talent that they have. Um, I think Green Bay will be back in the conversation. Um, I, I think it'll probably be them choking again some way, somehow, but they'll probably be in the NFC Championship game just to choke it away. And then for me, it all comes down to where does Carson Wentz go? If Carson Wentz goes to the Colts, I think the Colts have a legitimate shot, maybe not to win the Super Bowl, but he has a lot to play for, and I think he has a lot left in the tank. Um, I, I think he just has he wants to be out of Philadelphia. I, can I? What's the anti Super Bowl? Is it just worst team in the league? Because I, I would like to place a little bit of that money on the Eagles. I think it's going to be a long year for my. I think it's going to be a long year for my birds, man. I'll tell you what. Um, but uh, are but, you saying the birds are going to finish last in the division? I in the division, absolutely. Yeah, heading into the the Eagles are the worst team in the NFC East, and it's not even close. And now now in now in the in the conference, I think there's some other teams that are, are in right. their ilk. But I truly, I think my birds have become a laughing stock, man. I, I have zero to no optimism with them moving forward, um, simply because Howie Roseman, general manager, he just he he does nothing to make this team better. He's still resting on the laurels, as so many players on that team are from. Uh, from the 2017 year, but if, uh, if 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 Wentz finds his way to the Patriots, I'm never going to root for the Patriots. Oh. But uh, but but I'll have my buddy Carl on speed dial. So those are some things I'm looking for. If you made me force a pick, I, I, I'll say I'll say uh, let's do it. Bucks, but no, nah, the Green Bay Patriots, Green Bay Patriots. If I had to Green make Bay a pick, Patriots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, currently, the odds. Uh, the Eagles are twenty-eight to one in the NFC. That's the not Giants high enough. are thirty to one, and the Lions are fifty to one. Those are the three teams, the lowest three teams to win the NFC on DraftKings as of right now. That sounds about right. Sounds about yeah. right. So, 
Um, you know, you've got the Washington football team is 25 to one, and then the Bears are 25 to one, the Falcons are 25 to one, and then everyone is 20 or less. So th- those are your bottom feeders to, you know, maybe beat out your birds, maybe not. I don't know. Um, listen, I, I, Carl, I, I know you're already plotting. You've been you've been talking about Wentz to the Patriots. You've been talking about been like that. all the people like that could come. I mean, if Deshaun Watson ends up there, which I don't think he will, but he might. Um, who knows? But I mean, they're they're a quarterback away, but they're also 15 players that opted out. If they come back, like, are we are we going back to the laundry? I mean, are we going to the laundry for you or what? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, especially at these numbers. I mean. These guys that you saw that had the Tampa future at sixty to one, right before Brady went there, right? This is this is the time to take that chance, right? Yep. Is right now. I'm looking. I put twenty bucks down on the Patriots yesterday at thirty to one. I'm looking at it right now, and since yesterday, it's gone to forty to one huh? to win the to win the Super Bowl. They Guess don't know who, who Haskell is. They don't they, know. They, they don't, don't know, know who Haskell. You know, it, it, it's. Like I said, on I tweeted yesterday, I don't really like futures. I don't want somebody to hold on to my money for a year because I can make it do something over the course of the next year that maybe they can't. But when you look at some of these teams in, in their futures, the Patriots at 40-1, to 1, why not take a chance, you know, and say that they could possibly win the Super Bowl next year? Some of these teams, like, I don't understand how the Chargers are 31, but the Patriots are 40-1. to 1. <laughs> Explain that one to me, right? So, you know, that's kind of the AFC I think is going to come down to. It's three teams again in my mind next year. It's Kansas City, it's Buffalo, and with a quarterback, it's the Patriots in the AFC. Wow. I think so. And then NFC, I don't know if Green Bay is going back again. I, I think they were the best team in the in the NFC this year. Agreed. Um, and, you know, they just ran into the buzzsaw that, that came through the, the NFC playoffs this year. So I like Green Bay next year, um, and I like Seattle next year. I mean, I, Seattle's always one of those teams that, in my mind, is in the 2-3-4 in the, in the conference, and, right. you know, we just aren't a five-seed win the Super Bowl. So I think that's where I'm at for next year. It's crazy because if, if Russell Wilson, which reports came out that, you know, he could possibly leave, like they, they may have to do something there, that'll swing that whole franchise. That'll turn it completely upside down. But he is arguably, you know, a candidate for the MVP every single year. As long as he's playing and they're letting him do what he does, they got to get him an offensive line in, in a different plan of attack. They have to run the ball a little right. bit more than they do for him to actually get back to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's ironic that they had one yard to run to win a Super Bowl and didn't do it. And now, you know, it's all it's all changed. You can see their power struggle there. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, AFC, I have no idea. I mean, the Chiefs are still the best team, yes. But, I mean, is Tennessee right there? Is Baltimore right there? Stop with the Cleveland nonsense. The Cleveland is good, but seriously, people, Adam, you're my guy. Keith, I know you listen to the show every week. Ralph, if you're listening, Cleveland ain't winning the Super Bowl. It just ain't happening. It would be awesome if they do for you and all the Browns fans. 
I mean, newbie lived it. You got to live a first time Super yep. Bowl winner. Yep. It's cool. It's great. I mean, I don't think they're going to do it. Um, the other teams in the AFC, I really don't think are contending, to be perfectly honest. I, I just don't. Um, the NFC, I, I, I've come around. That's it. I mean, it's Brady. I, I, I'm not picking against Tom Brady right now. <laughs> if I have to kibosh him, if I have to put the Maloik on him, like Nani used to say to me, don't put the Maloiki on him. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm taking the bucks. I don't give a shit. I don't care he, who's who else is coming. He brings them all in. I mean, it's like, hey, I'm here. Uh, you want to play with me? He's bringing coaches in. Blaine Gabbard has a ring. He's a Super Bowl champion. Who wouldn't want to be Tom Brady's wingman? Shit, I would call me up. I'll carry the bag. Whatever you need. So it's bucks or nothing for me. Uh, Green Bay, nice. Saints, they got a lot of work to oh, do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, San Francisco, are they going to fix the quarterback situation? I don't know. Nah. I don't care. Yeah. Until somebody goes and beats Brady, just like Papap said, to beat the GOAT, you got to be the GOAT. And the only one that is the GOAT is Tom Brady. So that's easy. Um, I think the, the other thing, and we'll probably maybe we'll talk about this in the upcoming weeks here, is yeah. where are all these quarterbacks going to land? That's just going to make oh, – That decides it. And you that's, got Wentz, you got Watson's probably not going to come back. They're saying they're not going to trade him, but he's not going to play. And he's the player always wins in those in those situations. Where's he going to play? Is Garoppolo going to get traded? Is David Carr going to get traded? Where are all these guys going to be when August rolls around? That's really what it's all going to come down to. Yeah, I think I think last thing that I probably have to add on that is if you do have a vibe, if you do have a feeling of where one of these quarterbacks is going to land – that should be really painting where you're going to place some of your futures if you plan on placing them because once that trade happens, that number right away, as Dave knows, changes. Whether it's the right change, whether it's the wrong change, if you think, oh, I just saw Adam Schefter say it, once Schefter says it, it's too damn late. The value's gone. Yep. So yep. Um, so if you think you have a vibe, oh, Wentz is a good fit for the Colts, uh, place that kind of stuff now because uh, once the trade happens, value's gone. Yep. No, it's true. I mean, you know, we were. I was sitting in the room when Andrew Luck retired. It, it, it not that adjustment was one team. Not, it was every team in the AFC. You know, him going. So, I mean, if Deshaun Watson goes to the Colts, if 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 I don't know if Wentz going to the Colts is as big a deal as you think. No, it's not gonna. Be. It's I not mean, gonna it, move it, the needle because he he didn't do himself any favors with what he ended up correct. doing this past season. So that's not gonna move the needle. A Watson move moves the needle. You know, a Russell Wilson yes. move moves the needle. Um, Wentz isn't gonna be moving any markets. If it if it was a 2018, he's moving markets. Not not with what we saw last year for sure. Correct. All right, well, um, that's going to do it. Um, do we want to do take a minute? I, I don't know if we have anything. Do you have anything you want to take away a minute from and, and leave the show, or you just want to sign off, Noob? You tell me. I mean, I, I I think I said it all. My 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 take a minute would just be I love Wentz, and I'm going to miss him, man. He's one of my favorite <laughs> players, and without him, we don't have a Super Bowl. So that's your take 15 seconds, uh, newbie, uh, while we're recording here, still wearing my Wentz shirt that has a couple tears on it. There you go. All right. Um, Carl, do you have anything for a take a minute segment? You can start right now if you do. 
Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take thirty seconds. Um, Yours. It, it's more than just throwing the ball and handing the ball off. It's the it's the culture and it's the attitude that you that uh, gets brought along with it. And when you hear, hear the stories about Brady texting guys during the course of the week saying we're going to beat these guys on Sunday, and here's why. Um, and that all started back on March 18th or whatever the hell the date was where the world came crashing down up here. We got shut down for COVID and we lost Brady on the same day. Um, you know, it, it's more than just throwing the ball. It's the whole culture and, and that winning attitude that uh, comes along with it. And that's why he's the best. It's not because he's the best thrower or the best uh, game leader. It's because of uh, the, the whole package that he brings. Without a doubt. That's he's he's got the package. Probably he's got the complete package. We'll just leave it at that. That's yeah. a little drop. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe UPS or FedEx can drop a sponsorship there. We'll call yeah. it the package segment. I like, like it. That. Yep, we're on to something. Um, <laughs> real quick for me, my take a minute is this: the Super Bowl is an awesome event, and it brings us all together. And like Newby said, I mean, he has a party with seventy people. We can't have it. Um, you know, Carl's sitting at home and decides he's going to go watch a game with a friend, and they're sitting in pairs like Noah's Ark and spaced out from everybody. I can't wait to get us together and watch, hopefully, a Super Bowl. And I got something that, you know, we're talking about off the air and we're going to keep talking about, but that's my plan for next year's Super Bowl is that we are together, not just bringing the people together on the show, but the three of us can be together and watch the game and talk the shit and be in person because this is cool. This is awesome. But it doesn't take it all the way for me as being in person. So I hope wherever you are, you got to enjoy it. And I hope wherever you are, you continue to join us. Every week, we're going to try to jump in, maybe do two shows some weeks. We'll tweet it out. But again, Follow the show at GT Cash Consider right now um, on wherever you get podcasts, Spotify, iTunes. There's all kinds of things, Pod, Podcast Addict, all these different uh, – you can find us. Oh, yeah. And just subscribe so you can get it. But follow the boys. He is at Newbie Talks, Dan Newbert, newly appointed. I can't decide yet, board operator, co-host of the show – we're going to give you – you're going to be Just the all-everything guy. Just Aquaman, and then people Aquaman. will know. People will know what it people means. People will know. He does it all, <laughs> and he swims below the surface as well as above the surface. There you go. And then we got Carl Haskell at Carl Haskell, H-A-S-C-A-L-L. He's Batman. He got all the tools. He got all the pictures. He's sitting up there in Wayne Manor right now down in the basement doing his thing, and you got to follow him on Twitter as well. And I am Sportsbook Consigliere, Dave Sherapan, at SportsBK Consig. I picked Superman only because that's for my brother because he kind of doing that right now, Brother Doug. But Superman was always my guy, and he always had a Fortress of Solitude to go and just sit and hide. I dream about that Fortress of Solitude every damn day. I'm going to get it someday. Tomorrow, I'm going to get it while I'm sleeping and getting that colonoscopy done. We are out. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good day.